Out From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to your host, Dave Swillam, and we're going to have Ryan Kerrigan on tonight as well. Sorry if we're getting some reverb in here. I am right now in Tennessee doing a little bit of work down on this property during this COVID time here. Uh, so I've got my portable setup, which isn't bad, but not crazy. So today you're listening to episode 57 of the podcast. If you're new to us, We are about getting to work, making work a passion, doing your creative life full-time, and that can be a lot of different things. We speak to entrepreneurs, musicians, audio engineers, creatives, designers, of pretty much anyone that I think might make sense for this audience right here. So really glad to have you. If you've been hanging out with us, thank you guys so much for hanging out. We really appreciate it. And, uh, wouldn't do this if there wasn't anyone listening. So thank you guys for hanging out. Today's episode is going to be something that I kind of held off from because it is a little bit bold to talk about and something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. But uh, I really wanted to talk about getting fired. Reason being is because I'm sure a lot of us are seeing it or we're experiencing it right now during these COVID times. Unfortunately, we're at like 14, 15% unemployment rate right now. So a lot of people can probably relate, but I think that a lot of people have a hard time or haven't talked about it or had to face this before. So uh, I wanted to try to help out. And although I'm not currently fired from what I'm doing, um, I've been fired before and uh, it was really shitty. And I dealt with a lot of things that I never experienced before. And I think I have a lot of things that you may experience or have experienced and thought it'd be helpful to share some of those experiences. And uh, the story alone is kind of fun anyway. So figured I would experience what it's like to get fired. Welcome everybody to episode 57 of the Waking Up From Work podcast here in Coronaville, USA. Everybody's sitting here with their masks on, spraying Lysol everywhere, taking freaking (laughs) hand sanitizer baths. Doing yoga and drinking Tito's fucking vodka all day. It's a hard time right. out there, everybody. We're going to have a good one. I couldn't even wait for it, dude. I had to get one Dave word Swirl. in. What's up? Dude? I had to push one word into your words. Oh. I couldn't even give that to you. I don't know. I, you're Before you introduced me, What's I didn't that? know I was getting like an official introduction. So I had like one word. Yeah, dude. You always <laughs> get the official introduction. You're this big, the big pop. Wow. Dude. You're the head honcho. Look at that, you're, dude. You're the owner of the company. Yeah, homie. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to roll the red carpet out. Well, and by red welcome, carpet, I mean this sultry ass voice. Welcome, people on sultry, Instagram. I mean Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, if you, hi friends. Yeah, look I'm at that. Actually, dude. on Instagram, Ryan holy Kerrigan shit. Vo just made an Instagram coming out of the darkness right there. For those of you that haven't, for those of you, dude, that I've been in the darkness for before, a minute. The Waking though. up from work podcast. And we are a podcast about living the life that you want to have. So we're called Waking Up From Work because we believe that not in not working, not like lazy, like hang out, don't do anything. We just believe that what it is that you do shouldn't be work to you. So we believe in uh, just living a creative life full time. I'm an audio engineer. Ryan's a voiceover actor. And uh, we kind of interview people and we talk on stuff like that and just normal shit that uh, happens in uh, real life, I guess. So what's up, Rye? What are we, uh, what are we digging into tonight, man? Just me and you, you're in your, uh, yeah, dude, these are, these are in your nitty gritty episodes. I'm in my my favorite little room with my pup. Dude, we're in, we're in Quarantineville, USA right now. We're making do with what we have, using subpar equipment in places that we're not normally at. Making it happen, man. But we're digging into it today. Today we're digging into a story. A story about a man. A man that 
all of us know and have become familiar with and is a legendary story. And we're going to dig into the weeds today. I don't know. I, we were talking about this before, like when we were getting ready, I've never had a situation that's like the situation that you've been in. And I actually have a particular anxiety about it, a very, very irrational fear. And so we're going to be digging into getting fired. For those of you who have followed along with the podcast, I've kind of hinted, because we do this weekly. I think we were doing it weekly at that point. Uh, I've kind of hinted at like a really shitty Mm -hmm. rough patch in my life where I got let go. And I talked about like two months where I was unemployed. And um, I think I hinted at it a bunch. And I think I told people this, but I wanted to actually take an episode now that we're sitting in an economy that is just riddled with friends and family and people that we know who are losing their jobs left and right. I thought right now would be a good time for me to share my full story with people so that they don't feel so shitty about themselves because this stuff happens no matter what you know, is going on in the world or what is happening. Only you guys have like a better excuse than I do uh, because I didn't get fired during the quarantine. So I just got fired. (laughs) I just, I got regular fired. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about it. I'm already getting nervous, dude. My hands are getting sweaty. I got to show, should I show the, should I show the frame now or later? That's a kickoff thing or an ender thing? Like, we leave people hanging or all right. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, so, let's get into it a little bit first. We'll get the backstory and then we'll dig into the, the whys and the mindset. And then we'll go into the complete tragedy and heartbreak. Okay. And so then like we'll, we'll very back quick up, story is if you followed my couple years of exploding my life, like just things have just changed like rapid fire for me the past couple years is I had to leave the job that I was doing at the time because Meg got into vet school. We b- had to buy a property in another place. We had to renovate it. There's all the shit that we had to do. And I didn't have vacation time enough that I could take vacation and get this done. I had to actually swap jobs and somehow time it to be able to take a month off and go down south and renovate this house with Meg and then come back to something. And I wanted to change anyway at that point. I had finished my master's degree that the company had paid for and the company was fine that I worked for. I was just sick of it and I wanted to change anyway. So that is why I got this job. And I'm not going to ever say the company name because I don't want to throw trash around. Um, And there's a lot of good people that still work there. I just had a disagreement with the owner to the point that he disagreed so much with me that he disagreed with having me in his building or working in his clothes anymore. So it was a big disagreement. It's like the most disagreeable there is. It was like the most disagreeable possible, your which is like, don't right now, ever see me again it. disagree. But uh, <laughs> that vibe disagreement. <laughs> but uh, so I got this job doing live sound, which for those of you who know me, I'm an audio engineer. I'm super studio based. So live sound still isn't my favorite place to be, but I'm happier there than what I was doing before. So I got this job and I was pumped. It was to do a new role for a company, do like sales and marketing for this audio company and uh, start that program up for them as a small business. So no matter what, dude, I learned a ton through this role. It was super like no one told me anything to do every day. So actually that really is why this happened. But I learned a lot from it. So you know, I won't go down to the details of exactly where this buildup happened, but it ultimately came from, I, I felt that I was not correctly told the responsibilities or guided in any way or the expectations because I'd come in every day and it's like, do what you think you're supposed to do based off of the role that I told you. So I had no expectations of performance. I had no way to grade what I was doing. And I was like, okay, I will do sales and marketing. And so this went on for three or four months and some really terrible stuff went down where my pay that was told to me was literally half of what I was told. So I left this other job to take a pay cut to go to this job that I wanted to do and got paid half of that pay. So I already took a, a, a large pay cut, 
went to a new job, and then took half of a pay cut, so half of the total salary of that pay, pay at that job because of just because things were not promised correctly, right? And so we're in that position. I'm not a happy person being paid like that and having the expectations different, right? Things just slowly go south and south and south. I'm at a point now where, you know, I am miserable. I'm actually like depressed because I am getting like verbally harassed every day. Like no matter where I am, anything that I say is just like someone comes out and is just like, oh dude, just like a normal, like if I'm talking to someone about the Red Sox, this guy would come out and be like, fuck the Red Sox. And you'd be like, you don't feel that way. And he'd be like, I know, I just hate you as a person and I want you to be unhappy. So it just got toxic, dude. My day-to-day life, I'm just feeling like I'm walking on eggshells. <laughs> Literally to the point, you get that feeling, I would be walking down Constantly. a hallway where I knew his desk was and I just felt anxiety walking down the hallway on the back of my neck because I just felt him staring at me in hatred, in hatred. Just looking at me and being like, I hate this guy. Like, it just. Dude, he knew the sound of It just got dark. And And so, like, I I was already in a spot where I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is just ruining my life. But I was the only provider for our family. We had all these life changes that happened. I had to, that was not an option to just quit. It was not an option to just leave. Right. And so this keeps bubbling up. And then Mm -hmm. I come in on a Monday. I, you know, come in with my coffee, start setting up my computer and he's like, Hey, can we talk? And at this point we had like a first altercation that happened where he kind of blindsided me with things that he had never expressed to me through our entire time together, but he said them right. But he said, where the fuck is this coming from? And so after this huge altercation came out the week before I was already like, "Mm, this guy doesn't communicate. So I think that he's going to fire me just randomly now because he's, he's, Oh dude, I already felt it. I was like, one of us is going to go like something's going to happen. He's going to fire me or like, I'm going to get out of here because I am furious with this person for all the bullshit. Right. So it's just bad, right? It's bad. But then he's like, like, all right, we got to talk. I know. We are all set with your services here now. I was like, okay. Dude, I was at a point where like I was so what? miserable that I, I was. I wasn't, like relieved? I wasn't like sad or upset. I literally was like, okay. And then he's like, all right, do you want me to run through why? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Sure. And then he like goes through it and, um, you know, like what his expectation is. I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, great. I'll, uh, get my stuff. What do you need from me? Oh, I'm not going to be dropping my clothes off because this is far away. Right. And, um, it's just like, okay. So now like, I'm just like clearing my stuff out. I, 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 despite anything, dude, like people are people and like life is life. So I went in and shook his hand and said, thank you for the opportunity, man. Like appreciate the time, even though I did not feel like that. Um, (laughs) I just want to let you know, I didn't appreciate the time, but I'm going to tell you, I did. I was just trying to like, (laughs) um, and how did, how did that go? I like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to trash on him, but he, he did not. <laughs> I don't feel that he, I don't feel that he, I don't feel that he responded oh, on, and reciprocated dude. that, you know, being a man about it type of vibe. You know, it was a, it was a weak handshake. You know what I mean? Dang. It was a, it was like, kind of like, yeah. I honestly felt like he thought I was going to like attack him or something because it's just like, he's kind of like, why the, like a look, look, looked at me like, why the fuck are you in this office? Like, why are you not just like out of here you know yeah dead wow dude he just dude i just get my i get in my truck and i drive away and i just called meg who's in tennessee at the moment and she's heard stories this whole way up of being like Mm -hmm. meg like i don't know what the fuck to do like this guy hates me he is shitting on me every day and making my life fucking awful (laughs) and 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 uh 
she had already heard stories and I just called her up and I'm like, Hey honey, it's just like a normal call. Like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I was like, Hey, I just got fired. Mm -hmm. I'm driving home right now. I'm going to go hang out for the day. And then, uh, I'm going to like freak the fuck out and get shit done tomorrow. Like very early, like five o'clock or four in the morning. But like today I'm going to go chill and drink and play video games and not be responsible at all. And she's like, Oh, okay. You got fired. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's completely done. I'm never going back. We're, we're, we're done. We're completely done. It's super done yeah, it's, right now. We cannot like see each other done again. It's be. done. And, so, and, um, yeah, dude. So that's how it went down. That's the first time in my life I have ever been fired. I've never been that person. I've always been the person that left. It's always been cool with me and past, past employers. We've never had any issues like this. So for me, all of this was a first, like everything was a first in that situation. And I didn't really, it was a bad timing because I had just chosen, I had chosen to take a month off of work like two or three months ago from this point. So I had done that financially with an understanding of like, I'm going to take an entire month off of income, which I'd never been able to do in my life. And I, was doing better to do that came back to work and then got let go like three months later fired that was not that was not the plan at that point dude it's just like it was so opposite of the plan that it was almost like stunning or it's just like yeah wow i was like oh, yeah was really not, that uh, was needing this definitely one. not part of the plan dude so how did you how did you like weigh like the need for that with like the relief of just being out of a shitty situation. Like, uh, like how did that end up oh feeling? Oh my God. Like what ended up winning? We were just like so relieved that you're just like, yeah, in I'm just going to do some fucking other stuff. Driving right home. What? The relief. And when it happened, like truly dude, I wasn't even like, I literally w- didn't react like a, uh, you know, like, you know how like sometimes you've seen or heard people let go. Like even I used to be a manager of people, dude. So like I, I then had to, tell people bad news that would like gut twist them like fuck like i can't believe this is happening i didn't have that at all dude yeah and he was right. expecting like, it very obviously uncomfortable so he's like hey we're letting dude. you go i was like well yeah i mean it's I, like dude, I was so relieved reaction i was like so that. relieved like, when he told me i was like okay security. i'm not being sarcastic right now i'm like i'm genuinely okay with this <laughs> i understand i get it cool yeah we're not we're not cool we're not yep. cool you know, I've had to say so some in the bad truck in that night. It's like, yo, you're not cool, dude. Like, I'm the fine. Like, that night cool, but was yeah, the one we'll that won. It. Like, I genuinely felt like bliss, yeah. dude. I was like, I will take the grind of figuring my life the fuck out than I would over that life that I was living. So much so that I am just like blissfully happy right now. I'm so fucking happy that this happened. And isn't that like so funny how that's like kind of the opposite of how you'd think that most people would be? They'd just be like almost like needing to choose like uh like the the resource that kind of makes the their life go and like having that insecurity. But like you would rather have the sense of like and I, I think that this is true, is that like I feel like most people like when it really comes down to it would pick that sense of like security and good feeling and like having their their shit and like not like together and not being miserable at the place that they're being at. And like you said, like, yeah, I will take the, sh- I will take the absolute fucking trek yeah. of figuring whatever the next thing is out over yeah. eating shit like that with somebody so, who's not getting yeah. it. So that, that one first. And then for like two weeks, yeah, I, I grinded really hard, but I also felt fine. Like every day I would wake up and I would apply to jobs for like literally nine or 10 hours just on my couch, like straight up eat lunch there. I would fucking apply to jobs. Right. So like I did that for two weeks, but in that space, I felt fine. Like I was like, I'm cool. I'm still kind of happy this happened. I'm glad I'm not there. I would rather do this. We'll see what happens next. Like all of that was cool for two weeks. You're doing stuff. Then after two weeks, that's when like, another two weeks of like paranoia came in i'm like fucking none of these places are answering none of them are looking at me 
I'm never going to get a job. I'm the only provider for our family and the only income. I'm going to get fucked. Like now I'm freaking out. Now every day I'm waking up anxiety, dude. I'm fucking like, oh, dude, it is like a fire. The, I'm still like flying to places nonstop, but I'm freaking out every day. Feeling anxious. Like I'm there's, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then inside there, like the entrepreneurial piece of me is like, hey, you should just launch right now. But then like the piece of me that was like, you still have too much debt. Well, no, you have too much debt and you're the sole provider. Like you don't have the right to fucking launch right now. Like that's not part of the plan that you guys agreed on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I had to stop myself from, from launching because Meg and I have this like master plan and, and things were going to a plan and the plan will work, but that Mm -hmm. wasn't the right time. But like, I'm fighting that because at night, like I'm cranking on audio, I'm putting out more content than I ever did because I have random time where I just needed the break from the computer because I wouldn't be productive to go do audio and music shit. So now this comes on a week, you know, every single week, that's when we started doing that, I think. And then everything's like cranking with, with content and with music writing and things like that, all that is going well, but then there's all this anxiety and shit and, and, and depression and uh, Meg was away and I just didn't want to talk to any of my friends. So it was just like really dark at that spot of my life, really like in my own head on it, drinking a ton. Like it just got super shitty. And then you hit like month two, dude. And yeah. that's when I was like starting to lose. Just like it's funny now that we're talking about this during quarantine. Because I was losing schedule. And that was an issue yeah, because right. that was putting me behind on getting things done right. Where like every day I'd wake up a little bit later, half hour, hour, right. half hour, hour. I'm just waking up later and later into the day. I'm doing less and less time applying to places because I was like, I fucking just can't do this anymore. Right. And I don't have to, but I have to, but I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I, uh, you, Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I don't have to, but yeah, I don't I have, have to because, to I, don't because I make the choices that I do right now entirely. <laughs> Literally, no one else does, but I have to because I am very aware of how much income I don't have right now, and I know that that can't happen. Right? We're hurting people, so feeling the burn. Um, so I literally. We did. And get then breakfast. we got breakfast. That was during the podcast and we talked thing, about right? It. Remember? Podcast on H? Is that what it was? Do we have breakfast or a different mm-hmm. time? I think so. Mm-hmm. Right, dude. I think that was the yeah, day that, that we actually, were going that still there. was and it. About... And we talked about this yeah, episode. Like we're like, we're going to do this episode. Oh, my God. It was. It's been brewing in there. It's been in the making, people. It has been. So And now we get to do it in Corona time. I literally. I literally started putting on like a yeah, full continue, suit sorry. in my house because I wasn't, I wasn't, I had no reason to, to do things or wake up or be doing things. So I literally started waking up Productive at the at same all, time yeah. and putting on like a full suit so that I felt like what I was doing was important and I had structure to like what I was doing. And it, and it, you know what, honestly it did too. I didn't feel comfortable enough to like lay in bed or lay on a couch mm. or something. I was like, I'm in like the suit. So I'd like, I would sit there and fucking do it's like, dude, I'm in clothes that you just do shit because yeah. I had to. And then I got out, but mm-hmm. you feel weird yeah. sleeping. Remember in we did the yeah? video for our website in beds with a suit. It for felt sure. awful. We did dude. do that. And it did feel very strange. Like, it was it oh. was jarring i was like under the covers i was oh like my oh, God. get me out of here i feel like a fucking crazy person right now i feel yeah. like i'm in some oh kind my, of yeah, freaking we'll, strange we'll, music video next music video to the to the intro well wait that pretty much was it yeah dude. yeah the waking up from work music video with with me on the vocals making yeah, everybody not voiceovers. listen to it Yeah, dude, singing. Uh, I'm gonna do my voiceover of somebody <laughs> who can't sing. I'm very fucking impressive, yeah. dude. It's spot on. <laughs> dude, here's my impression of oh somebody God. not singing in a C sharp. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Well, all, right, all right, all right. So I back mean, to it. Back to it. Sorry, we're derailing. Yeah, like obviously the end of the story. 
So, like, did you really start hitting a new trajectory? Like, did that help? Like, when you're just doing yes. psychopathic shit, like wearing a fucking suit in your goddamn room by yourself? Because, like, honestly, like, on the whole, like, if somebody was to see you doing that, like, if there was a camera in your room and somebody saw you doing that and it was just you, you could be famous on the internet. It's just like crazy person. Yeah, dude, I did it. They're out of job, but they're it was at their for house. a while. Like it was, 36 it wasn't always a dudes. suit. Sometimes it's just shirt and tie or dress yeah. shirt or something and dress pants or something. But it was for like almost like mm-hmm. a month, dude, that I did that. But, um, that's tough, man. What I'll say I'm is like boss. I got awesome. the poorest that I think I've ever been. And I got, there are a lot of things that came out of that for me. And, and, and you know what, dude, we, we like make fun of people or like we make fun of our like show all the time because we ask that question about like mistakes and how no one thinks it's a mistake on the show. Right. This was another one of those times where I was like, this all was meant to happen. And here's why is because I'm still on Mm -hmm. the same quest that I'm on for this entrepreneurial strive and like what I'm trying to do. Right. All of that is still my vision. And it didn't feel like it when I'm like feeling mm-hmm. depressed or like I fucking am poor and like, I feel shitty. Like it doesn't feel like it. Then I'm not feeling like, like in that moment, I'm not like this was meant to happen. I'm like, this sucks. Like this really, really sucks. It's like a retro. It's definitely like uh when you look back at it afterwards, you're like, Oh yeah, I definitely needed to feel like shit in that. And I really needed to feel all those things. And Man, I was super miserable and I can't believe my dude. liver survived through this, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I needed I, to drink all that, yeah. all those martinis. There's two that things got, that, that I got me to the place that, I needed to be that I needed in my life again is because I was working a job that wasn't paying me yeah. enough because remember the, the half the pay of the already pay cut, right? So I already knew what it was like to not do well with mm-hmm. money again. And I needed that reminder that I already got, right? When this happened, I got to a point of poor mm-hmm. where I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to eat and I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I even remember, like, I still have it. Like I cut, I cut my hand with a glass. Like when I was like cleaning a glass, the glass broke when I was cleaning it in the sink and a piece of glass went into the side of my hand and out the other side of it, like on the skin on the side, like cut, cut it. Right. I remember the feeling that I had never had in my life. And I've said this on the podcast before of not having healthcare and not having the option of, I fucking look at my hand and I'm like, I know that I need stitches 100%, but I cannot afford to go to the hospital and go to the emergency room right now. And I cannot afford to eat food. And I like pressure on it and like stuff like that. But I remember going through that. I needed that because after that part of my life, still in the process of going to entrepreneurship, I'm still not living royal right now. I'm still in this small room. I'm still not eating like top tier foods. I'm not in like, I'm still living that life. But what it has made happen is I had already gone through some of these sacrifices and got into that life of like, you know, figuring it out, however it had to happen to move me towards the goal financially to make it so that it was possible, right? that Mm -hmm. low of things that I had never experienced Mm -hmm. before had made it so that like now I absolutely appreciate every single possible thing in life, dude. Like I had, I had already experienced things like that in my life, but never Mm -hmm. to that gravity. And honestly it, it fed empathy into me for people because I had enough privilege in my life that I had never known what it was like for people to just not have healthcare. You know what I mean? Like you, you take things for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's like very, like we were talking about before. It's like very trying, like telling of these times too, where it's just like, yo dog, some stuff's going down and some people have yeah. nothing to do anything with. And like being in that very primal spot. is just like, dude, you know, even I've been there where it's just like, dude, you like, if yep. something goes down, like right yes. now, like you are fucked and it's just like like that is like it's weird that you say that you need it because any person who's like sane is just like that sounds like something that i just don't need 
but it like really does put you in this like primal state of mind. It, it, it's it's scary, and dude, it is really scary. Like I can only imagine, and like that thing never happens to me. But even just like the being on like the psychological edge of like knowing that whatever comes your way, regardless of whatever dude. your input was, like some shit could just happen. You know what I mean? Like your glass could just no, randomly break. It's it not like sponge. you were sitting there and freaking bashing no, with a hammer or anything. Unless you were being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Dude, is that the world's hardest I, sponge? Dude, like, I, are you I just am a, uh, like, the bull like in the china Popeye? shop, man. Like when I walk around, people know <laughs> I like, like that, I'm dude. always That's the guy where like when fuck. they're hungover sleeping in. And if I wake up before them, they're fucking mad, dude. Because I'm walking yeah. around cooking eggs and shit. And like, like, and I, for me... For, no, I'm not even listening listen to metal to music. Metal music me, it's like putting down glasses. I think I'm doing it like subtly, or I'm shutting a door subtly or something. I think, to me, it looks like I'm just placing things. No, I think you I think that everybody else might I, just be sensitive. I am so much so that I don't want to waste time that I literally slam and shut everything quickly because I'm like, I don't want to take the time to shut this slow. I'm, I don't know if dude, I am, so dude. Efficient. Not if I'm like cutting my hands with glass because I'm trying to clean dishes fast. <laughs> dude, you're you're intrusively efficient, dude. It's like, bitch, I'm trying to shut this goddamn thing half a millimeter second fucking faster. I know, I know. I'm I trying to hit my PR having with having cabinet shutting. Clothes every day, so I don't waste time doing the clothes like Dean came in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you know that? You know that, right? <laughs> Dean came in. You know him. From Manchester, what? he is what? like the crazy, yeah. insanely uh-huh. smart guy. He owns. All right, well he he's ridiculous. I've heard he's of him. A New Hampshire, I've right? The name. He's the one that invented Segway. Yeah, he invented the Segway. But like he's doing he he's doing ridiculous things. Ah, with, like, that's where I've heard that from. Then. and like he's just doing insane stuff. He has a helicopter landing pad at his house. He's just crazy, crazy smart madman guy. But he yeah, wears the same thing every day. Fucking murdering it, dude. It's just like, hey man, how's it going? Oh yo, just installed a new helicopter pad. The old one was getting a little worn out, you know. Just oh, normal shit. No. It's just like cool. <laughs> it's baller as fuck, dude. I'm over here. He has like twelve of the same Corolla. shirts and the same pants that he wears every single day because he doesn't think that it's worth making a decision on clothes that you're going to wear for the day because he has so much more time that he wants to spend on helping humanity that's literally his thought process dude this man has so he has many more, more important, important decisions, decisions to make than, than me <laughs> yes. dude, they, these are the topics that we talk about where i'm just like everybody give up on your dreams you'll never be as successful as these people <laughs> these motherfuckers are just wearing the same shirt every day so they don't the they, can, that, they can make room to make more decisions <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, all right, dude, I'm taking all this set. flannel off. We're just okay. going black Amazon shirts all fucking yeah. day. Yeah. See, see you later, dude. I'm so rich. I make so many important decisions. I hire somebody dude. to decide what so. kind of shirt I wear. You think there's a market in that, dude? Hey, Ryan, what's your new business? Here's the deal. I'm the guy who pitches to rich people. I'm so good at picking out shirts. Um, let Definitely. me pick your shirts out for you. Yeah. I'm a bougie shirt hell yeah dude that exact person's alive right now mr 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 shirt well if you had that name i don't think that you could pull off the bougie price point mcpickers i don't know dude mr shirt mcpickers like upscale irishman shirt mcpickers (sighs) dude i got this like this this pretty sensual like orange mustache going on i got a nice vest on you know i'm tatted up i look suave (laughs) You better be paying shift. marketing yeah, like you wouldn't believe, hair, dude. dude. And I'm just like, and then I just go over and I just be like, oh, you know, I think that that's, uh, that, yeah, you're at the pod one there. That's the one you should do. And then I fucking leave, dude. And I go home and I drink scotch I don't know. in my basement. Dude. I don't know. That's the fucking, that's the, that's the new dream right there, pal. Chat, everybody in the Instagram chat, tell me about what no, you think about okay. that. Dave, continue. I, already, I'm sorry, I'm I think derailing I derailed it myself, to be honest. And you just jumped in with me. It's okay, dude. You know, this is what the podcast is for. So, like, <laughs> dude, I am sitting here in a ball of anxiety right now, trying to put myself in your shoes, but like getting fired and like having that hindsight of like, because I feel like that's just the nature of going through things and like having new experiences and just like going through time. But like, there, I feel like there's something very specific about like 
getting fired. I guess your situation is a little bit different because it was so clearly about like you and another person's personality and expectations just like not being communicated. And it was like very cut and dry. Like you were very sure being like, yo, fuck this noise, dude. Like I'm doing this straight out of necessity. And so like, I don't know. It sounded kind of easy, although horrible to be like, yeah, all right, fucking whatever. But then I think about like, well, what happens like you, when you get fired based off of like in his performance mind, it was or performance. something like that? And it's like, less, and honestly, like, it's perception. Yeah. See, and that's so, isn't that so crazy where you're just like, man, in my mind, it's just like, you're a psycho and have never talked to me about this. And in your head, like you really have like gone into depth about yeah. how bad I am. And so you've never talked I've to me at a lot, about dude. it. <laughs> like they, there's a, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned there. People with communication styles, like it turns out that some people, and I mean, like we can talk about this too. Like if you get hired for certain positions, like, or like for certain credibilities or like, or you're going to be like a senior, whatever insert, uh, career there like there is a certain amount of expectation that is to be done on your own as a professional it, like or and the company might not be as handholdy and as cut and dry but I, like dude there always should be a baseline like every motherfucker needs a goddamn inscription that they put uh, a, a description that they put on indeed as a placeholder <laughs> like you gotta at least have that right but it just sounded like there's literally nothing it's just like hey dave here we're gonna hire you to be this uh go for it it's and you're just like, gotcha. Anything you really need? Nah, go for it. Okay, man. And then you did. And he's just like, hey, guess what? I'm mad at you that you didn't do any of these things. And you're like, what things? He's like, X, Y, and Z, yeah. you're fired. And you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing about That's it. That's what it felt like. It, just, it seemed to be that. And I'm getting peripherally and like just like empathetically as, as much as we can be from dude, being over I thought about it. Like, I you. thought about it many times. Like I thought about it when it first happened, I thought about it like months later. And now I'm like a year out, I'm past a year from then. And I have thought about it again. I mm-hmm. genuinely like, or not genuinely, generally hold ultra accountability on myself and tell myself that everything is my fault so that no one has a win or loss on me, right? That's usually how I normally think where I say everything is my fault. I -hmm. think that when I look back on it, I think that I didn't deliver what I was asked to deliver. There was like, I think I was supposed to bring in like a hundred thousand dollars worth of new business for this company. Right. So I didn't deliver Mm -hmm. that. Like I did fail at that. I did not perform to what was asked of me. Mm -hmm. The way that I perceive Mm -hmm. it from my side is that I wasn't given the tools. This person has never had that role before and doesn't know how to manage, lead, or understand expectations for that type of role. And that without any any structure Mm -hmm. that's given to me to go into a business that's not mine, because that's the difference too, right? It's not my business. So that means that I don't get to make the choices Mm -hmm. I want to make. So I'm being told to make certain choices that I think are not the right choice. And I voiced that and I said, this isn't the best way to market this. This isn't the most effective to do the sale. This isn't that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if I'm told to do something by someone who's never managed the role before, I still have to do it. If I voice my two cents and they say, do it anyway, I have to do it. So I've been in business enough to know mm-hmm. I'm a top performer, dude. I've always been in like the top three or 10 in any position like that, that I've done before that role for years performing that way. So then for someone to fire me for results mm-hmm. based off of my experience of being a top performer, if I'm at a company where I'm not a top performer, that means that something is wrong with the company. And mm-hmm. I, I don't say that in like a cocky way. Right, because I don't think I'm the best. Right, but the proof's in the pudding, and like the data, the, the data is there. You know, you you know how you work. Time and... of results. So, like, I I held accountability. I still hold accountability of things that I I looked back and I was like, hey, I could have done that better. This is a thing that I could have done that would have like solved that problem. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I think about on it, but at the end of the day, I don't I don't fault myself for it, and I I am happy that it happened because. It taught me new lessons in the downtime. 
it taught me uh, an open-mindedness or like an open way of uh, viewpoint and better empathy with people in that downtime. And then to be honest, I've been looking at Corona time. That was a live sound company that I got fired from before the coronavirus hit and wiped out live events for like two years. So like if I didn't get fired now, I mean at that point and then gotten another job, then I would have gotten let go into a fucking bomb economy in trying to do live sound last on my resume. So yeah, life. (laughs) Yeah. So in the end we win. Fuck that guy. Let's go. Life. um, I I don't. I'm I'm being a pretty bitch. Like, let me just say like, after that whole long story, like I literally have no (laughs) anger or hatred or like, frustration with the whole thing dude like or with oh, this no, person. No, i, I literally just was like okay moving on in life and there's a lot of stuff that happened inside that space but like and you did something special afterwards too didn't you you did something okay, you want me to you did you something very metaphorical out. okay so this is I, uh, I think this is the good transition now and this is what this is what you do people this is ultimate fucking ownership for everybody who can actually watch who's not listening, Dave has exited his general sitting area and he is so retrieving some room, sort of plaque I'm not gonna, that is I really don't want wall. you to see what company it is, so I'm, I'm going to hold it far enough away that you can't see it. I have a framed... I have the termination letter that I was given. I have it framed. Because I am proud that I got fired. Because it was the right thing for me. And my life and my trajectory that I want to remember. First of all, I want to remember that I lose because I want to look at every day. I want to know that I have the ability to lose. Every day. I lose too, man. Every day I have the ability to lose and I, and I might not be every day, dude. Every day. I don't have the right to anything that I have because I just don't, dude. I don't think I have the right to anything. I don't think anyone has the right to just be given anything. And so things can be taken away any single day and you don't have the right to them and everyone can lose. And so I look at it and I, I basically, first of all, is kind of, kind of a little pettiness there to be like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to totally crush you. I'm going to be the best at everything that I do past this job that this was never going to be good enough for me. So there's a little bit of pettiness in there of the like chip on my shoulder Mm -hmm. that drives me to look at it and be like, fuck you. I'm going to completely crush this every day. Every time I look at this, I'm going to crush everything that you're able to create. So there's definitely a chip, right? But there's also like a look at it of like any day you can lose any day. Things can be taken away from you any day. You don't deserve what you have, or you don't get to just have what you have. You don't get to just wake up every day and just know mm-hmm. that things are cool and um, life can change and bottom out at any point. So for me, having that uh, framed Definitely, up, that's man. like a, a big, I don't know, that's a big, it means a lot to me actually. It's going to come around. It's like that reminder. And then right next to it is like a picture of my face smiling. Right underneath it is a picture of Megan Tennessee. And then on the other side is. Yep. And of course, like as anybody would do, I'm above Meg. Um, I'm like right there next to the termination letter, like as important as the termination letter, but more important Meg, because everybody knows that podcast host on the other side is a wife stopwatch, a pocket watch for my grandfather and a medal for my half marathon that I ran last year. Dude, that's a metaphorical milestone. Yeah, shit. Just for I, the record, I didn't everybody, there's want no to discount it, room. but I didn't want to confirm it. You know what I mean? I I'm not important. <laughs> I'm losing every day, and that's why I'm not <laughs> on Dave's fucking wall. Look at my mug, dude. Dude, just if your picture wasn't here, picture here, actually, that'd probably be bad. You'd be like, what's up? Like, after that example, like, you're right underneath me. I'm like, I don't want to be Ryan every day. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> could be worse. Could be Ryan. Yeah, dude, you couldn't be me, baby. I'm too fucking... 
I'm out here just being. I'm out here just being <laughs> fucking elusive. You can't be me. Who's this? Too elusive. Ryan Kerrigan vo I saw pop up on Instagram with no photos. Elusive, so elusive. Yeah, dude. I, do you know I how do. fucking bougie that is? Listen, I'm so fucking ahead of the. I'm so fucking ahead of everybody else. Like the Instagram game, dude. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm no profile <laughs> picture in it, dude. That's the that's the future. You're so it's fucking like exclusive that dudes it's don't like even know you. Like the only reason exist. you want to go in there and get the like really expensive yeah, drinks bro. is because it's like you can't. But with a non-profile picture. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Don't worry, dude. I'm gonna send I'm gonna send everybody a carrier pigeon with some specific instructions on that where you can find my social amazing, media. Dude. It's very discreet. Some next level shit, dude. It's a five million dollar character. Dude, that's pigeon, my story, dude. Also, man. I'll talk to you. I, like, that's it. It's a bitching story, dude. Like, I don't know how I would handle getting fired, man. I would say that you are a stronger man than I. I would have, like, you had a shorter period of time than I think that I would have had between it happening and then experiencing just pure mm. downhill spiraling. Like I would have gotten fired and then might have made it to like the front doors before the tears started happening. And then I would for sure cry in the car for a lengthy period okay. of time to the point where I would not safely be able to drive. And then I would get right home away. and then the alcohol would flow yeah. like just like a river, dude. Absolutely. I mean, that, just drowning that came in shame. That came later. Like I definitely got to that enough. point. Yeah, I know, dude, but I'm just saying, like, you resisted it at first. Like, you reveled in the fucking glory that it was, yeah. and you didn't let the demons get to you right away. I, like, the demons would just they would devour me right away, dude. Yeah, I don't know. You're a stronger spirit than I am. That's why you gotta fly <laughs> under the, the radar and never get fired. <laughs> That's the message, dude. You just quit before you can get fired and just fly under the I radar. Mean, it's tough, man. Until I'm you definitely unemployable dreams. in some ways where, like, I, I, I. Do you think that's a strength, though, dude? Because I hear you say that, and I'm just like, Dave is the fucking man. That's basically think, what somebody who's the it, fucking man says. You know that, right? I'm unemployable in some ways. That's the most. Dude, <laughs> well, I'm going to say it again. It's the most. Metal I'm proud of it. Heard. I don't know if that means it's a good thing <laughs> or not. Like, can you put that? I mean, that needs to be on. That needs to be in the show notes or something. That needs to be on the front of the website. <laughs> Dave Swillum, I'm unemployable in some way. <laughs> well, we brilliant. are called the Waking Up from Work podcast uh, for a reason. Yeah, and then we're waking up from work because we're unemployable <laughs> in some ways, so we don't work for a while. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm just I'm on one tonight, dude. I'm. I lo- like I said, I love these episodes. I'm just like I said, I'm feeling some periphery anxiety. It's no, my defense I'm mechanism that I'm making fun of everything right now. Yeah, I'm putting myself wake up in a tomorrow, space Ryan. where I got you fired. Wake up tomorrow. Dude. It's just not in you get fired. Yeah. You get fired tomorrow. I'm just gonna what fire myself happen? tomorrow morning, dude. You had no idea. You had no idea. Oh, you dude. wake up tomorrow morning on Friday because we're heading into the weekend, and that's probably when they'd want to do it. Yep, Ryan, I'm really sorry. <sighs> current uh corona like strains on us we're gonna have to let you go you can't come back Ooh, that's gonna be uh i would like dude i know myself and in the current place that i'm at in my job like i'm very much at that place where like i know that my job is a good job and i like it and i'm really not bashing it but I also know that in my heart of hearts, I'm at Cheers. this point where I know that I'm not going to be there for my entire life and um, expediting the process of not being there my entire life. So in a way, I kind of vibe with you because I do think that I would hit that point where I'd just be like, oh, yeah, like, OK, I would definitely like be, th- I'd be like, all right, thanks very much but i know myself too well where i'm like dude get a fucking silly ass comment in right here just get some stuff that would be on like that would be on like a sketch comedy and real quick that you could say to your buddies later i'd be like yeah dude so i got fired today and it was just like really uncomfortable but then like i rolled up a piece of paper and i just yelled fucking fade <laughs> oh, no. away like kobe and then i just threw that oh, shit into the fucking no. <laughs> like into the, the basket oh, and i just ran out that no. bitch <laughs> You know, I would just do some stuff like that. You know, like, we are like, totally okay with, like, burning the bridge. Because it's just like, dude, at that point, I'd just be like, 
I would accept the fact that my life has hit its like low point, and at that low point, I'm just like I'm pivoting, dude. It's like voice acting dude, a bus, dude. It, it I'm just gonna better. be a bum or a loser for the rest of my life. Like I would get to that point where I'm just like, yeah, dude, office work and the nine to five, everything is just not my thing anymore. And I think I would go psychopathic for a little bit, dude. I think that you would find me in a mental institution for four to six months for a while, having mental cool. breakdowns. We'd have to do the podcast remote again. Um, yeah, dude, it'd be pretty fucking yeah. wild. You know, maybe that would attract some viewers. You know, you guys, we can get creative with it, dude. It's dude, it, it felt it felt good to moves, not you know? do that. It felt but it felt, dude, it felt so powerful to you know. be able to control myself enough to be like, hey, thank mm-hmm. you for the opportunity and shake a man's hand that like I hated. Yeah. And be like, hey, thanks for the mm-hmm. opportunity. Walk away and just, yeah. just walk and especially away. Especially in dude. that position too, where so like empowering to be like, I'm yeah. not going to stoop to your level. Empower. Because the way yeah. that he talked to me when he was firing me was awful, dude. Just more verbal harassment. Yeah. And I think that people have this idea in their head too of like, oh, you know, in that situation, I would have done this and X, Y, and Z. And and in a lot of ways, dude, you would have been completely justified in like, you know, maybe giving it back to him a little bit or reaming him out. And, you know, you'd be like, yeah. oh, well, this motherfucker did this, so I can say this to him. But like, in a way, like, you say so much more by just like being a man about it and saying thank you to that because it's just like, when you do that, dude, like, that yeah, guy now has you to sit, sit in you his sit own in the pit, man. Like you got to like you got to leave and go on with your own life, and that guy has to like sit in a room yep. by himself, just being like the world's biggest toolbox. And you know that's on him, dude. Yeah. You know that's on him, man. He gets to ride down the the shit yeah, river in the douche canoe. So, I, like what I like. So I hope that like everyone out there who heard this episode, first of all, anyone who lost their job during this shit, I'm very sorry. I'm also very aware that it's not the same thing as what happened to me because there were things that were even more externally Mm -hmm. out of your control than my situation so the most external pretty much the most external that it can possibly get like besides a hurricane coming or an earthquake splitting your town down the middle and having your literal business fall into a crevasse of some sort i'm happy you said it that way i'm sorry that i said it like that (laughs) Sorry, not I am sorry. too. Actually, I'm not fucking sorry. Fuck Sarah's on Instagram, Instagram live, live right now. Would be mad at me for some shit like that. Who's probably <laughs> like, what, like, oh. yo, what up, bro? Oh my god, <laughs> sup, homie? But like, Shouts. like on a serious note, though, like the reason why we came out with this episode now mm-hmm. is that I want you to know that as shitty as it possibly is, if it happened to you or if it does happen to you. Everyone's going to go through it their own way. Every situation's different, but like at the end of the day, you 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 have to find a way to take it seriously. You also have to find a way to humor it equally. And in that way, to get through it, like like you have to take it seriously in the way that like it's not if you if you unless you like are financially set up in some way, which like thank God for me, I was the I was best in my position for finances that I had been in, in a lot of my life. Like I'd really worked hard to like attack debt and do things to bring my overhead down. Like I was safer than I normally was, but like you need to attack it. Like whatever it is that you want to do as a move, you can't freeze. You do have to wake up and just get shit done. It's not mm-hmm. fun. Do definitely don't think that like, it's not mm-hmm. like a vacation because you can't not worry about what the future is and getting things in the hopper and getting like a, ch- but at the same time, you do have to like, as soon as you possibly can let go of things that you can't control. And that's honestly, like if this happened at a different point in my life, I wouldn't have handled it that way because I was such at a point in my life that like, I truly believe that there is a path. I also truly let go of things that I can't control to a point, almost to like a bad point where friends get mad at me. If we're like, you know, I've been in times where like, we're on like a rafting trip and we fall into whitewater rafting or like I'm literally getting in a car accident. Like I've been in a car with someone and like I am, I'm slipping on ice and I'm about to go into a bog and I fucking hit into a telephone pole that fell over on my, like I got in a huge car accident. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, chill. That truck accident happened. Uh, when did this happen? I don't know if that happened. Yeah. Remember I got my Tundra because my Titan got destroyed. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. 
You don't remember that, bro? Holy I'm shit, bro! Not gonna lie yeah, but like I'm in the car accident. Bro, I'm in the car accident. I'm sitting in there, and I'm not like well, freaking I out we because friends, I'm like though. I can't control this car right now. Like I tried really hard. Like I can't control the car that's crashing. So why would I freak out right now <laughs> if I can't control this right now? The old, the best thing for me to do is try to keep a level mind. <laughs> Because it's scary, David. That's how I feel because about life, man. Like, I was scary. like, I got fired. I was like, I can't, I can't unfire I myself. It, That's some psycho I can't shit, do dude. anything to negotiate with this person. I knew that yeah. to get myself unfired. So what is wasting time right. going to do? Once again, like the wasting time, like craziness in my head. Like I can't waste time, right? I'm like, why would I waste my time? Why would I get razzed and then make it so that the rest of my day is ruined? Why am I going to make it so I'm unproductive tomorrow? I need to go either operate or I need to go chill. And that's like the way that I, I think there needs to be a balance between the two. Let go of things you can't control. If you can't control it, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And then be active, be active on finding a solution. And like, obviously, when you feel like shit, it's really hard to think that way. You know, we think we're normal humans. We're very subjective. We think with emotion very frequently which also makes us make a lot of bad decisions which it's just the way that we are but uh the best that you possibly can if you got fired if you're gonna get fired it totally totally sucks but find a balance between the two is what i learned from that and i just wanted to get this out to people who need it and when it happens do some funny shit when it happens like make sure you do some silly fucking shit when you get the fuck out of there like make it worth it, dude. Like right. if you're getting fired, go out like a boss. I'm just being silly, well, people. Like don't do that. I mean, unless you really don't give a shit about putting that stuff on the resume, then dude, definitely do like a whistle <laughs> dunk on the on the fucking on the person who just fired you or some shit like oh that. I'm God. telling you, man. Like get something in, make it worth it. It's gonna be a bad day after that, dude. I'm putting myself in the position. I'm just I had like, a there's good no day way after to that, have man. a good day. I had a great that. day actually. I felt fucking phenomenal. Bro, I will say it. I've said it multiple times already tonight and before this. You're on some psycho shit, dude. This is why you're successful. is because you might be the world's craziest individual. And that's why I hang out with you. Thank you, dude. But I am crazy. Yeah. And the things that yeah. I say are probably crazy, too. I know, dude. That's why we work well together, though. But that's why you're successful. I believe that. Thanks, man. Because I'm fucking crazy. You're willing to do what no normal person will do. Man, I don't feel successful yet, but I appreciate that. Your success in the making, dude. All right. All right. I just got all deep with it, dude, after being pretty much a jackass for like 45 minutes straight. Well, I, I would apologize say for who I am as a person. I argue that that's our show, really. But yeah, between yeah. the two of us. Fuck you going to do. I'm going to cap this out. Ooh. Can Hashtag we? Cap it out. What do we do to cap things out when it's just us two, dude? I don't know, dude. You want to do a little fucking dance or something like that? You know? No, I do not dance. Just kind of say goodbye to each other. It can be like a metaphorical conversation. And <laughs> just stop recording. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to just? Yeah, I really did just stop recording. That's what we ended up doing. So uh, that's episode fifty-seven, guys. I really hope that you know if you are not fired, I, I don't want you to be fired uh, unless you want to be, unless you're firing your boss when. She, then I really do want you to do that. But um, hope that you got some value out of that. If you you are fired or you're in fear of being fired or you think you're going to be or you, you did in any way, any, any, any relation to the topic, I hope that my story and my thoughts were helpful for you. Uh, if not, at least a good laugh or, or something to think about or something like that. That's really all I want to get out of the episode for you. So uh, next week, we're going to jump back into music and radio and things like that with an interview with Lou Brutus, who is the host of the Hard Drive in Hard Drive XL radio show on Sirius XM and podcast. He just came out with a book about a bunch of stories about his life, and he's just interviewed pretty much everyone in the world that you'd ever want to talk to. So really interesting guy really down to earth and uh, tons of stories that just blew my mind. He, he knows basically everyone that I admire in the music world. So 
uh, is really cool talking with him about some of his experiences and he just lived a lot of life. So next episode, episode 58 is going to be with Lou Brutus. Really excited to share with you guys. You have a killer week. Make some good shit. (laughs) 